Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. May 30th. If someone criticizes you, answer him, I appreciate your advice, and I will think about it. Thus you will not necessarily be saying that you agree with him, but you will show yourself open to improvement. Never let anyone put you on the defensive. This very important advice that Swami is giving, just basically how to deal with criticism. Um, Life is... uh, really amazing in terms of what people sometimes think are good things to say to us. (laughs) I've just been absolutely delighted over the course of many years in a position of leadership. In a position of leadership, you often receive um, responses that actually have nothing to do with you. They only have to do with the position you hold and people's relationship to the position you hold. But since since you're in the position, then it becomes a, a comment to you. And of course, many times people have things to say that you really, really need to hear. When I was very early on beginning to <clears throat> speak in public, I, I wasn't, certain things I just wasn't doing right. And one of my friends just so perfectly but pointedly said, perhaps you should listen to that class you just gave, you know, see what you think. And so I knew that she was implying something. As soon as I, I heard it, I could tell exactly what she was displeased about, and I was profoundly grateful that she'd given me that advice. So, in principle, we need to always be interested in what other people say, because we're astonishingly blind to the way we come across in the world. We're we're inside ourselves, and many things are true at the same time. One is, we're often not aware of our true intentions. We may have persuaded ourselves that this is what I'm doing, when in fact we have an undercurrent or even a, a just a subconscious a goal that we're not willing or able to admit that is self-evident to others. That's one thing that happens. Another thing that happens is we're just not conscious. We're not aware enough of how we're coming across. Of the uh, Well, I mean, Swamiji puts a great deal of emphasis in the course of this book to the sound of our voice, to the sound of our laughter, to the, to the way we express ourselves, because oftentimes we have one intention and we're not conscious enough to realize that between our intention and the way we express ourselves, this huge chasm has opened up. Especially if you get bewildering responses for people from people, it can often be that we just, we don't see ourselves clearly. We need others to, to mirror back to us. This is one of the great, uh, the great ways that God set up the universe, is that we're behind our own faces and other people are in front of them. So they can show us repeatedly who we are and we can learn to know ourselves deeply. One of the fundamental principles of yoga practice is self-study, introspection and self-study. Who am I? Who am I really in my deepest, most honest self? And then, is that who I want to be, and how can I transform it? Also, even people of ill will toward us, even people who don't seem necessarily insightful, often are just God's instrument, and they'll just say something to us. If we're listening, 
that is exactly what we need to move forward in the way that we need fo- need to move forward. Now that's the positive side of always be interested. And on a very deep level, what do you have to lose? If somebody says to something to you that isn't true, you don't have to believe it. And if they say something that is true that you need to hear, why would you not want to hear it? The fact that it's painful, that it may be embarrassing, that it may even be shocking and difficult to deal with, that's a fact. But hiding from something does not make it less true. If you shoot the messenger, the message still stands. It's just now the messenger is dead. And that's sort of the philosophy that too many people use, which is, I'll just make you be quiet, then I won't have to look at myself. We don't, we don't want to be that kind of person. And, but Swami also uses this phrase, don't ever let anyone make you defensive. It's like people can have their opinions. Truth is truth. Opinion is opinion. Merely because somebody says something doesn't really have anything to do with you unless you yourself decide that it has validity. But when we close up to input because it frightens us to hear it, because we don't want to hear it, um, we're the ones who lose. Plus it, it exacerbates a situation. If somebody wants to tell you something, the image that Swami has often used, which is a very good one, when somebody puts energy out to you, if it's energy that you don't particularly want, the common tendency is to put up a brick wall. But what happens when you do that is their energy hits that brick wall it rebounds back to them, and then often there's a continuous rebounding effect. Your strong energy hits them, then they double their energy to hit you, and they hit the brick wall again. A far more effective way to think and feel about it is think of yourself as an open window or as a sieve in which it, the, all of it just comes right at you and it just flows right through you. I mean, an open window, it just goes right out. It just comes in, you hear it, and then it's out the back, and then that's that. Or if there's some truth in it, and you want to keep some of it, you can be like a sieve, and it filters out truth from falsehood. But there's no need to throw it back at the person. If it's wrong, you really want to let it pass. And if it's true, you want to catch what part of it is useful to you. But many people, this is, this is the way Master put it, which Yogananda put it, was... He said, from God you should have no secrets. In other words, inside our own hearts, we must be completely open. We need to be completely open and honest with ourselves, and we need to be completely fearless in in the inner company of the divine. God loves us unconditionally, um, exactly as we are, and more than that, he lives within us. He hears our our most uh, in most thoughts. So there's no hiding anyway. And besides that, why would we not want God to know? If we, if we want to be in tune with higher consciousness, we have to open ourselves to the grace of God. So inside ourselves, we must be completely honest. But Master said, don't tell your faults to everyone. Because, well, he, he gave a very specific example. He said, because in a moment of anger, they may use that knowledge against you. And in my own life, I have experienced that. I've seen that. I I tell someone in in innocent um, confidence some aspect, some limiting aspect of my nature, and then later when it serves their cause, they say, well, you know, you're like this anyway. 
And then all of a sudden, wow, how did you make that decision that I was like that? Oh, I told you. I called that, I loaded their gun. I handed them the bullets. And then when they needed to shoot me, they, they shot me with the bullets that I'd given them. And it was not true in the way it was being used at that moment. It, you know, it was it was being used as a weapon against me, whereas my revelation about myself was not... I mean, I've had this happen repeatedly, that what I say half in jest or in self-effacement or in, you know, in excess of humility um, to just make the point for myself suddenly gets to be this big rock that's thrown right back at me. So you you do want to be very careful in whom you confide. And you don't want to, and this was where... This was my mistake. You don't want to sort of put yourself down thinking it's going to kind of help the situation in another way. The problem with many of the things I said is that they weren't completely true. I I sort of shifted the truth a little bit, exaggerated the truth is what I would say, thinking that I'm among friends and I can use a little hyperbole here. But then it's presented back to me as if it were factual. So you have to be you have to be careful. Now I I don't think you should have to be guarded, and I don't think you have to worry that everybody, no matter who, is going to use things against you. Just be thoughtful. Be thoughtful about about what you say and to whom you say it. But then when people offer you a comment, even if nothing in you resonates with it, I mean they they may be trying to hurt you with their hard words, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If it really is my fault, it is a fault that I carry, I'm interested in it. So uh, Swami says, I thank you for telling me I'll think about it. That's one way to say it. Um, <clears throat> Sri Yukteswar has another phrase, which is a little more, little more than this one. He says, uh, well, perhaps you're right. <laughs> <coughs> perhaps you're right is a little better if you're having a disagreement that's not so personal. Because perhaps your right will be heard by your detractor as an acceptance of what you said, of what they said. They will not hear that <clears throat> with the nuance that's intended. Perhaps your right is good when somebody's trying to convince you of a point of view that you're not sure you want to take. Sometimes when, yes, but not for this. When you're being criticized, you just want to say thank you. Because it's also like, thank you. It's disarming. When people criticize, they often expect a fight. And if you don't fight, then there's no place else they can go. Thank you, I'll think about that. And if they try to insist that you think about it now, you say, no, actually, uh, I think I have to, I need a little time. I have to reflect on this. But you don't owe them an explanation. You don't ever have to go back. But if you're defensive, then, then, then half of what your critic is trying to achieve has been achieved because now he can have a fight with you. So even if you hear yourself being defensive, which sometimes happens, you know, we get defensive instinctively, but if you're even in the middle of a conversation, if you hear, if you hear that you're merely defending yourself and you can feel it inside and you can hear the words, just stop. <laughs> just stop, literally. Just stop. Stop in the middle of a sentence. Just stop. Go silent. Let the energy just sit there for a moment. If somebody else is raging at you, let them rage at you. But just stop. Collect yourself in your center. Ask yourself, how do I really want to respond? 
And then even if you've been defensive, you can say, wait, wait, I, I don't really want to comment now. I really want to think about it. Thank you for bringing this up. I need a little time. I need to s- sit back and reflect. And then do so. Honestly, do so. And, and there's another aspect of, of when people criticize you, which really needs to be considered. Often they're wrong in what they say, but they're right in what they're trying to say. Because sometimes people can feel that something is off and they'll explain it in a certain way. And don't get confused by the fact that their explanation may be wrong. Because they might actually be picking up an energy that needs to be shifted, but they're just articulating it incorrectly. So ask yourself, what might they be trying to say? What would cause them to respond with a remark like that? Um, because many people don't can't find the right words. If it's just a feeling, they can't find the right words. So ask yourself, why would they say this? There was another very interesting exchange that I had with Swamiji once. Um, when he was living in Italy, I was living in California. He lived in Italy, India, and also in California, sort of moving around a few months at a time in each place. So one of his periods when he was in Italy, I went to visit him. And after I'd been there for a day or two, he was talking to me about um, a complaint he'd received about actions I'd taken. And it was a side of a complex situation. He explained, he sort of said, I, I heard, and then he described the situation. And then he told us what someone had said about us. And it was he was scolding us. And uh, we just listened attentively and really didn't respond. And then a day or so later, after we had clearly just listened, I said to Swami, you know, actually, sir, the facts of that whole situation were garbled. That's not at all what happened. Swami's response was wonderful. He said, I know. (laughs) He said, I know. But if someone could even think that you were going to behave that way and could say that about you, he said, you have a problem. Because if you were really doing what you ought to be doing and the way you're doing it, that thought would not even have arisen. So it was a very interesting answer that all the facts were wrong, but the criticism was still accurate. The the criticism still had to be taken very seriously because, as it happened, we hadn't actually done what we were accused of, but it was in our capability to have done it. (laughs) It was with, the, the error was in our wheelhouse of errors, as people say. So sometimes people are wrong, but they're still right. And sometimes if you haven't won the support of people. Now, all of this has to be exercised with discrimination. Because some people are really just out to destroy. So don't get confused. Don't think merely because people say something really ugly and outrageous that you have to take it seriously or you have to take it lying down, or you must allow them to have their point of view. They could be, and often are, absolutely wrong, and they have negative energy, and they're not helpful. But sometimes people are really are trying to be helpful. They just feel it but can't say it. So it's, it's a razor's edge. There's no laws here. But don't become defensive. Do stop and think. And try very honestly, even if the words are incorrect, to think if there is an essential energy that that person is trying to point out that God may be wanting you to wake up to 
and see if it's possible you can do something about it. How much you then bring back to your critic is another area of sensitive discrimination. But changing your behavior within yourself is something that you can always do. So, my friends, if someone criticizes you, answer him. I appreciate your advice and I will think about it. Thus, you will not necessarily be saying that you agree with him, but you will show yourself open to improvement, but never let anyone put you on the defensive. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.